Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rebuttal Sport Podcast for another week. I'm your host, Mick Brennan. Yes, I did press record, fellas. So- <laughs> a good start, mate. Uh, Shane, how are you, mate? I'm very well. I'm very good. Thanks, Mick. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Chris, how are you? Yeah, good, fellas. Sorry, I'm just finishing up a crossword here. That's a six-letter word. Starts with a large vinyl disc that your parents may have listened to. <laughs> um no a, idea. A record? A record? <laughs> oh, how could anyone forget that? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate. How you going? Good, good. Have we got any more that we want to get out of the way, fellas? We'll get them out, the, get them oh. out early? Like, oh. <laughs> Who knows, Mick? Who knows? <laughs> hey, what's the name of that magazine they sell at the uh, AFL? That you yeah, keep? Get, get your record. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure we've got about 20 more to come, I reckon. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's kick it off. Uh, so this week, uh, footy, AFL, big week in footy this week. Some absolute cracking games coming up, and we'll get to our tips in a minute, minute. But when do you think it was the last time that the... Can I jump in for a sec? Yeah, go on, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's usually something we do before the, uh, the, the we get to the footy. And oh, um, <laughs> I'll kick it off. It's, it's hard to remember. <laughs> oh, I can't. And that would be uh, the three questions. Three questions, Mick. <laughs> so we'll... <laughs> oh. Let's get into it. Let's yeah, yeah, let's three do three questions. questions yeah. yeah, let's do three questions. Why not? Something different. Something, something different. So... <laughs> uh, well, I'll start. I'll it's start. only because you've done and... some actual prep work this week, mate. That's why. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. Look, you know, um, this week uh, we've seen one of the one of the greats retire uh, in Eddie Betts or announce his retirement in Eddie Betts. So I ask you two gentlemen, is Eddie Betts the greatest small forward of the modern era? Oh, how far do you want to go back? What are you calling modern era? Are we talking like the last 20 oh. years? Back to the 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's go the last 20 years. No. He's very close. Well, you you got to give, give some context. <laughs> so, no, he's very close, but there's a, there's a, there's a bloke who used to play down the highway down at Geelong who wants to have a quick chat with you in Stevie J. Oh, I don't think Stevie J's a small forward. I don't think he would qualify as a small forward. You don't reckon? Nah, don't reckon. And even if he did, I uh, I just don't think he's a small forward. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, all right. Chris, while Chris answers, I'll think about it some more. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't think I don't think Stevie J would have fallen into the Mozzie Squadron uh, as as Eddie would have uh, likely been ruled to have. So when you're talking small forwards, you're talking about those guys that uh, play a little bit bigger than what they actually are and sneak around the place. And um, I I think he is. I think that you've seen you've seen some other players come along and uh, model their game on him and try and uh, and try and match what he's doing. So. Uh, he'll be 
uh, albeit he hasn't been playing his best football this year. I don't think he's gone on a year too long, but he hasn't been at his best. But uh, he'll be missed. Uh, exciting player to watch and uh, at his best could turn the game. So, I'll, yeah, I'll go with yes. What about the Wiz? Oh, you're a king, aren't you? <laughs> he's got a better nickname than Eddie. Come on. All right, Eddie. It's Eddie. All right. Jesus Christ. If we all just agree, this will be a boring segment. All right. But it, yes, it's Eddie. All right. That's good. Only because look, Stevie Eddie, J is I, I, two inches tall, too short, too tall. Nah, look, I think um, for me, it was, there was probably, oh, I thought maybe someone might have said Steve, Stephen Milne. Stephen Milne. Uh, but I think Eddie's better. And the other one that comes to my mind is Cyril. But I think Cyril played more as a sort of a flanker, um, you know, rolling through the middle more than Eddie. And for me, yeah, I think it is Eddie Betts. I think he is the greatest small forward um, of the modern era. He's the most likable small forward of the modern era. <laughs> yeah, absolute Definitely. legend of the game, mate. And um, <laughs> just to say Milne. Just... <laughs> Just what he brings, not only on the field, but off the field, I think will make him one of the, yeah, one of those that we remember for a long time. And, yeah, it's sad to see him go. I'm, I'm still hoping he stays around in footy in some capacity. And I don't, I don't think he'll be a coach, but uh, I'm hoping he stays around in some capacity. I think he will. I think, yeah, I think there's some intention of the club to have him on as some capacity. And I'd love to see the AFL get him in as a, like a – some sort of indigenous role or football role, I think that'd be great. It'd be sad to see him lost. So I think I think over the last sort of week and a half, if you've seen some of what he said, so the interview obviously that we spoke about um, last week and uh, where, where he was a bit of a broken man and he's sort of uh, talking about his retirement and uh, the steps that the AFL has made and how much better they are, but there's still racism around and things like that. I think that he, if, if he has the energy... And he can put himself through it. Uh, I think that he's definitely got a role in educating people um, on probably um, the effects of racism and what it does to um, the person being um, vilified and and their community uh, and and why uh, it's broader than than just a a person on person attack. What it, what it actually means to the whole culture. So. I, I hope he does. I think that he's he's got a lot to offer if he if he's up to it. And maybe he could call the footy. He can't be worse than than BT and Darcy. <laughs> no, I'd like to. Uh, no, you're right. Um, I'd love to see the goal of the year named after him, like the Eddie Betts goal of the year award or something like that. Um, yeah, I think I saw a stat. Um, this year, uh, sorry, this week, where one on average one in six goals that Eddie Betts kicked was nominated for goal of the year, and he's won it four times. I think, um, yeah, I think that's just yeah, do it, that's do it. crazy. Yeah, yep. do it. Yep. Uh, ch- chances of a uh, a clash between Adelaide and Carlton uh, being named after him. Was it already named after um, Yeah, no, I, I I could work on that. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great, you know. And what I'd love to see is um, in the Indigenous round, maybe maybe see Carlton play Adelaide, and there for for that to be some sort of um, tribute match to him or something like that. That'd be a that'd be a great idea. Yeah, 
Yeah, I liked that and idea. I, That's a good idea. I, I, I'm not sure uh, exactly um, where he's from, where his country is, but it'd be good if that could be played in and around that area, potentially, if they if they were going to do that. Um, I think he deserves that. 300, 350 games, I think, this weekend. When he, is, that, yeah. is that right? Yep. Yeah, that's right, mate. I think once you got Longy and um, Sean Burgoyne. Burgoyne. Uh, what's Buddy on? Oh, he's missed a he's missed a bit of time, Buddy. So, uh, oh, Goodsy, how many did Goodsy finish on? Yeah, Goodsy was up there too. I think. Yeah, so, yep. so up, up there with the elite Indigenous players and and deserved. Yeah, no, I like that idea. That's a good idea. So I'll go next. A little bit of light-hearted bands that, I, that I'm pretty confident we uh, we all picked up on. Uh, Jarvo 69. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, uh, that is, that is the English spectator who tried to convince the umpires that he was a member of the Indian cricket team after the lunch break. Uh, India's walked out with 12 players. And uh, well done that, gentlemen. So my question to you, is uh, your most memorable or your favourite pitch invader? Oh, for me, it's got to be when the bloke ran out and Andrew Andrew Simon's hip and shoulder him just cleaned him up. That was an absolute beauty. I know, it, it, just that was the first one that came to mind. So, and uh, that's got to be up there. It was, it was amazing. Uh, for me, for me, it dates back to nineteen eighty two. VFL Grand Final, Carlton Richmond and Helen D'Amico. That's <laughs> straight out there and had the she had the Carlton scarf on and uh and not know, had to, well no no. And uh things were a bit different back in those days, as you can imagine. And um yeah, so let's say um let's let's leave it at that. But yeah, that's the one that I can remember. So of course uh, you can remember, you mate. Know, you got it on the VCR when you were about ten. <laughs> mate, I don't have a VCR. Uh, that's I was, that's I lucky someone remembered to was, record it, isn't it, Shane? I was nine. Yeah, oh, good one, Chris. I was nine uh, back then, Michael. Although uh, I tell you what, another I don't know about a streaker, but maybe imposter. Uh, um, another imposter is uh, yeah, I know someone. Uh, Someone was out there at a Carlton Collingwood match back in uh, back in the nineties, you know, imposting uh, the MCG, tossing a coin, and uh, this little <laughs> yeah. whippersnapper. Um, yeah, you know, you'd was, see him out there was, trying to steal the glory, you know, next to legends of the game. I did say mid nineties, didn't I? Oh, you just said nineties, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, ninety-five. It was a good year. You know, you got to meet the uh, the premiership captain of the year. So, uh, good luck to you. <laughs> no, no, I did. It was. Sorry, mate. I was just going to say, just it was it was good. Got to meet Sticks Kernahan for his two hundredth game and say hi to Dipper. So, Gavin Brown. That was all right. It was it was a it was a good it was a good experience. I was allowed to be out there though. Let's just say that. So... <laughs> not, not an invader. Invited. <laughs> I, I, I think just while we're talking about it, one of, one of my favourites is the uh, the rather rotund gent that uh, invaded the pitch during a state of origin and ran himself in for a try. Uh, everyone loves to see a fat man run, so that is glorious. <laughs> and look, the one that probably frustrates me the most is um, Socceroos versus Iran, oh. I think, back in... What whatever Ooh. year that was, ninety seven or something like that, and um, I think we're up. Were we up three one or three nil or something? Yeah. 
just broke broke yeah, the momentum yeah. of the game. And um, yeah, they came back and and uh, they either drew or won, and that was it. We missed out on the World Cup. So, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. What do you got, Mick? Uh, so my question to you guys is uh, pretty much a yes or no answer. Is the grand final coming to Perth? I actually think the likelihood increases if the Eagles and Fremantle miss the finals. Then no one can complain about home field advantage, and I think that it's more likely in that case. But uh, Mark McGowan might have something to say as well. Well, the Bledisloe's under threat over here at the moment, so yeah, it'll be interesting. But I'll, I'll go with yes. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll tip the other way. Um, I'll say no. And look, I think it's it would be great to see it over there. We saw the we saw the um, Dreamtime, and it was just a magnificent event over there this year. I guess my concern is that I I think you've, I heard him say during the week that if you're not vaccinated, then you, you know you won't be coming. Well, I think you would find a very small percentage of the AFL players have been vaccinated. Um, listening to to Paddy Dangerfield um, this morning, who's obviously president of the players association and he sort of suggested that none of them have been vaccinated. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I, um, I, so I think what he was talking, what he's talking about is from high risk or like very high risk or whatever. He's, he's made up a new one that basically says, if you've got over 500 cases of community transmission, then you have to be vaccinated, have one shot at least and have, um, a COVID test and all that sort of stuff. So I mean, they, they, they've so, been giving them exemptions <clears throat> all year, but I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, if, yeah, I, I just think um, as soon as he starts putting too, mu- too, too much rigour on it, too many rules, then they'll just go, we'll just go to Adelaide. Done. Yeah. So, Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm not against it. I think it'd be great. I think it's a great venue and, you know, just it'd be an awesome spectacle. Um and it'd be great to see, you know, the city of Perth get an opportunity to get a grand final when, you know, oh, it's such a shame none of the teams will be there, but um, yeah, it'll be great to watch. Uh, it'll be great, mate. The caddies will be there. We ought to get a ticket. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, hey, let's talk footy guys now. So- <laughs> <laughs> are we still recording, Mick? <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, still just. So... Uh, so this weekend, a couple of massive games. Uh, obviously, I don't know, as I started saying before, I was rudely interrupted with the first segment. Um, so I, I don't know if it's ever come to pass that the top four have played in the last rounds uh, where it still can be decided like where they finish. I think I read something during the week that said that the only team that can't move in the top eight is Sydney, who are going to finish six no matter what I think so um so yeah big weekend in footy um I know I'm I know I'm a bit pumped for it so what about you guys uh yeah look I am yeah I, I'm excited I think it's it's great that the top four isn't settled too you know so obviously the doggies can drop out and Brisbane can get in, which which surprised me when I sort of figured that out about, uh, I think, Saturday morning at some stage. I think, hang on a second. Um, and, yeah, so they're at risk of dropping out. And, look, 
probably three weeks ago, they were the flag favourites. And to think they could drop out and finish fifth is, yeah, that that's quite remarkable in itself. Um, and then the, the the two games, you know, between the top four, that's, yeah, it's really, it's, it's Melbourne found some form last week. Geelong, you know, Stewart out, um, it changes yeah, things up for that, them. That, Port that Adelaide are getting players, yeah, Port Adelaide getting players back and maybe they are the one that is finding form at the right time. Um, doggies seem to be sliding and, and Brisbane are back in form as well. So there's a, there's a lot of sort of different form lines and, and um, yeah, it's going to be great to see how it plays out. And look, the top four is it's because they've taken out the, the, the pre-finals by now it's, you got to finish top four. So before the pre-finals by it was 28 of the 32 teams that, um, won the qualifying final, made the grand final. So basically, if, you, if you're not in the top four, you don't make the grand final. Um, since then, it's been, I think, it's been lopsided the other way. So um, you need to you need to finish top four. Otherwise, I think you can almost draw, draw a line. Ooh, yeah, agree, agree. Like I think that that's uh, that's that's where it's at at the moment. I think real, realistically, I think a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and and for a couple of weeks, it's it's really been um, six teams that have been there or thereabouts, and you could at different times in form over the last sort of two months, you could have narrowed that down to three or four teams potentially um, that were looking like they were able to do it. And Brisbane had a stumble, now the Dogs are having a bit of a stutter. Um, Ge- Geelong's probably dropped one they didn't expect to drop, but um, it's yeah, the one we had to lose, fight. Chris. <laughs> a couple of things went against them, but uh, yeah, that, that's the, the ladder's bunching up. Uh, if, if I was Brisbane, I'd probably be looking for an easier game this weekend to, to strengthen my chances of uh, getting up towards the top four. So, um, yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, one of the things that, I, that I've sort of, and I'm not fully across it uh, because obviously they haven't actually decided what they're going to do with that by. Um, the, the, basically the AFL is keeping it up their sleeve I think in case they need to come over here to Perth um, and, and need to quarantine or something so but if they push it to the week before the grand final and have two weeks between the prelims and the and the granny you could end up having if you finish top four and you win you could go play week off play week off grand final which is not ideal I wouldn't have not, thought. Not for Geelong, it's not. No, no, it's but it'd not. Probably, it'd be, it'd, <laughs> but it'd probably be the same for both for both teams, realistically. Oh, I, I think you're right, Shane, but I just don't think it's ideal. So, because we've no, played shit after I a guess, bite. I, I, I don't think they'll do that. Um, and I say that because why would you get rid of the pre-finals by because of COVID, but then stretch the grand final out another week and then risk it by being affected by COVID. Like it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. If they take the pre-final buyout, I reckon they'll just cram it in as quick as they can. Yeah. Okay. Tend to agree. Is it once, once they, uh, wherever they settle on the final series, I think they'll play those as quickly as they can and get it out of the way just because, you know, a a, a case pops up. um, Even if it is Perth, a case pops up here, things are shutting down. You'll lose your crowds. You'll lose that benefit of taking it to Perth anyway. Could have been played yeah, and that's, in front of no one. Yep. And that's another reason why I think the AFL will have 
you know, I guess concerns of taking it to Perth as as, as we've seen, and I'm not, I'm, I think, and rightly so, Mark McGowan locks down Perth as soon as there's a case, and it's been very successful, and I admire him for doing that. Um, but the AFL will be thinking, well, if we get a case on the Tuesday before the grand final, and they said we're locking down for five days, like, is it is the risk worth it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's why yeah, Gil. Get, that's why Gil gets paid the big bucks, and we record a free podcast. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. I think you want, so, I think you want yeah. some guarantees. You're just not going to get in Perth. You, you might yeah. be able to get them in uh, in Adelaide or elsewhere. I don't think you'll get that guarantee in Perth. Yeah, in Adelaide, mm. you'll get that guarantee as long as no one touches the ball if it goes into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, you got to um, sanitize your hands and yeah, do all Duck. that sort of stuff. <laughs> Duck, 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 <laughs> duck and cover, duck and cover. Oh yes. Hey, um, um before we get into the tips, uh, there was another game on the weekend. I don't know if you watched it, uh, gents. Uh, it was on Sunday afternoon. Um, might have seen the goal of the year. Um, that was one of the highlights from that match. So wrong. If, if I hear one more paced person say so wrong, so right, I will lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> but that, that that wasn't bad. Uh, that wasn't a bad Not effort bad. at all. Yeah, Not pretty, bad. He got the hands though from the first row. So. <laughs> hey, mate, being a Carlton supporter, you know, you know Wayne Harms, nineteen seventy nine. Nothing wrong with the ball being out of bounds, mate. <laughs> nothing wrong with being the ball out of bounds. Hey, that was so far out of bounds. It was almost as bad as a seventy nine grand final. So. <laughs> Mate, I think that was so far out of bounds that actually when it came back in, it had like a bit of meat pie and sauce on it. <laughs> so, but uh, that, that turned into a very exciting game. It, it did. So, it did. And, it was a and, decent, and with that, yep, was a, now you was go. A, so it was a decent goal nonetheless. Uh, you know, falling over, like up and down and just all over the joint. And it was a decent goal. So, yeah. And with that loss, are we are we saying the Eagles' chance, a finals chances, uh, are gone with it? Well, uh, yeah. Look, she's she's warming up, isn't she? The old fat lady. She's just well, clearing actually, the throat. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't a setup before uh, when I was talking about the Lions wanting an easy game, and it certainly won't be easy. But uh, they've got the Lions at the Gabba this weekend. That's a tough ask. That's a tough ask for anyone. Um, it is. I'll be, I'll be low on confidence, and you'd think that they'd want to bounce back, but jeez, uh, but no, I, I don't see it. <laughs> no, nah. I, I can't. See no, it. Um, yep. And we'll wait until next week in- before I um, before I start, you know, getting on my soapbox. But um, you, you yeah, did no, go the early was... crow and say they weren't going to make it, and I may have poo pooed your early doors. <laughs> oh, mate, you did. No, I'd... not might have. <laughs> yeah, I called it as my prediction. And then halfway through the season, I, one of the three questions was, oh, do you still reckon? Like, <laughs> True. So, <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not going to enter into this argument. I love how delicate you're stepping around it because there's still a game to go. Uh, do you I'm, like that? I've, I've got my... <laughs> I've got my own bold prediction to avoid at the moment. Like it's not going to be a wooden spoon, but if they end up playing finals, I'll have the biggest server humbled by. So, and and the Chooks have got the Dragons this weekend, so I'm I'm keeping a lid on mine. 
Look, what I did want to talk about um, with the Eagles is like, you know, they have had injuries, um, you know, and they've been, I guess, publicised quite a bit. But I just wanted to have a bit of a look at, I guess, some of the players. Um, and there's one in particular, and that's Tim Kelly. And, you know, they, they sort of traded the farm for him, rightly or wrongly, after two seasons at Geelong. And there's just a few things that I've noticed with Tim Kelly is that at Geelong, um, he was a he was a, a goal a game player. So I think in 48 games with Geelong, he was 48 goals. Um, and we know that in the modern game, goals are so important. Um, and he was breaking the lines, taking marks inside 50, and kicking goals. Since at the West Coast, and he's two years at the West Coast. Um, He's only kicked 11 goals. So he's gone out of like 30 games. So he's gone from a, a goal a game to a goal every three games. And these marks inside 50 have decreased significantly. And I just think that's the really concern. Now, I don't watch every Eagles game, so I don't know the difference in in how they're playing him and, and you know, I guess his role within that, um, you know, within their game style. But that's a significant um, decrease of output, and th- that's a real concern. Um, he's had his injuries this year. You know, I think he's, he's done his knee uh, or damaged his knee twice. hasn't needed a full recover or anything, but his his uh, input uh, and impact has has um, decreased significantly. I like to call it the Des Headland effect, Shane. So you take a a, a very decent midfielder. Uh, who, who in, in all honesty, Tim Kelly probably wasn't our number one midfielder. You know, you've got Selwood, you've got Dangerfield, Mitch Duncan, those guys are all rotating through there and including Tim Kelly. So he's going to get the, you know, the second, sometimes third, maybe even fourth, you know, best defender on the other team for the midfield defender. All right. Same with Des Hedlund when he was up at Brisbane. All right, so they had Acker rolling through there, Simon Black, uh, a whole bunch of guys, all right? And then in Des's case, he came over to Frio. And in Tim Kelly's case, he comes over to Geelong. And uh, sorry, he comes over to West Coast, sorry, West from Coast. Geelong. Yep. 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 Uh, and, you know, uh, Elliot Yo has been in and out injured and, and everything like that. Same with Gaff. So he's been having to carry the load and basically be their number one midfielder. And he's been in and out and injured himself. And I think that, you know, so he's been their number one midfielder and that's what they, you know, they, that's why they paid a squillion dollars for him. And uh, yeah. And he's getting the best defender every week. And yeah, I, I think that it's, it's showing. So I think that whilst they're, they're very, very good players when you've got, other very, very good players around you. When you're the number one man, it can be a little bit harder. And that's why, yeah, the Des Headland effect, mate. So, Yeah, I, look, I do see it a little bit differently because of the fact that when Headland went to Freo, they were, you know, they weren't a premiership team, what, three or four years ago, which is what West Coast were. And they, yeah, they have had some injuries, but the Scaffs still get racking up 30-odd, although he does play outside. He's not really an, an inside mid um, but Redden, Redden, I mean, he's he's been he's been good. Shuey's, you know, he has been um, injured in and out. But yeah, I just 
I don't know what it is. I understand your point, and I think that you that does account for some of the discrepancy, but not not all of it. And I I don't know what it is, but yeah. I'm, I'm not sure he's enjoying his football either. So uh, and look, nobody likes being injured, clearly, but he just he doesn't he doesn't seem to be um, enjoying it as much. And uh, yeah, it was probably he was a lot freer at, at Geelong um, because of the quality of the midfield and things like that. But you're right, Shane. West Coast haven't really lost a lot of players since their last premiership. Um, they were. Um, they were in everyone's top eight this year, and they were gonna they were gonna give it another shake. They were, um, you know, they're 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 a, they're a, they're a, a quality team on paper. So, but he just he doesn't look like he's enjoying his football as much. And I don't know if he um, if he likes playing that um, the defence that West Coast play, where they where they're off and they drift into their man rather than sort of marking one up and um, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, after. Uh, 30 games, you'd think he'd be into the game plan and you'd think he'd be enjoying it. Um, maybe a bit of that's got to come back for him as well. Mm. All right. And we got um, look bit, out, of, bit of trade action happening as well. A bit of whispers is getting getting close to that time. So there's been a few whispers. I think, Chris, you've got a couple here that you want to talk about. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been reading with interest and one of, one of them is... Uh, Casbolt to the Suns, and that, like no, that's, that, that's no. an interesting one. No, not going to happen. <laughs> interesting. You think it's? Oh, you're being polite there, mate. That's madness. He's you know, that's madness. No, he's he's um he, he's he's cooked. Like cooked. It, you know, he's he's been struggling to get a game in in for Carlton. Like, why would anyone? But, yeah, no. That's that's why I find it interesting, Shane. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the, fair the, point. The sun, the Suns. Uh, the Suns are, are, are not interested in going backwards and bringing in players that that aren't getting a run. Like if, if, if he was coming from, uh, couldn't get a run at Port Adelaide or the Western Bulldogs or Melbourne at the moment, maybe you'd have a sniff and you'd just think, well, he's just lacking a bit of game time. So that was a really interesting one for me um, in terms of why the Suns would, would think about that. And unless, unless you're getting him for a, a dollar eighty and a drop high um, and he's... He's just there to play half a dozen games a year or to to mentor players around him. It just seemed odd to me. I don't, like I, I'm with you. I don't think that he's up to the standard anymore. And that, uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting that they were mentioning it. The one, the one that I did want to bring up though is all of the talk about um, young Chera coming to Carlton from Fremantle and potentially holding off on making a decision until Carlton announced who the coach is going to be. So there's a little bit of talk that uh, he didn't get along with Ross Lyon at Fremantle and that he, uh, if Carlton were to go down the Ross Lyon path, he may not be as interested in going across to Carlton. So I was interested in your thoughts in particular, Shane, on that one. Do, do you want Chera? And um, if it was one or the other, who are you going with? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, Chera's no doubt talented. Uh, it would depend on the price. So you know, if if it's if it's nine hundred a mil, no thanks. If it's you know six seven hundred, yeah, it will take you on. Um, as for well, if it came down to one or the other line, or so I think you need to identify the needs of the of the club first. Um, you don't want it that you know you don't want to let the players drive what you need 
from a coaching perspective. So for me, if he said, oh, look, I don't want to play under this coach, I don't want to play under that coach, um, yeah, no, I, I, and we were invested in getting Ross Lyon, then I'd be looking elsewhere. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him on. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I also look at it from 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 his point of view as well. That you know he, he maybe knows the style that Ross is going to play and doesn't that style style doesn't suit suit him. So whilst yeah, it's yeah, fine, you yeah, just that, don't take him and take, you just don't draft him. And I agree, Shane. I, I completely agree with you, mate. And and that's fine. I'm 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 okay with that. And I don't think that there should be any bad blood about that either. Like it should just be a Hey, look, you don't want to play for Ross. That's fine. We're, we're going with Ross. And uh, thanks for your time. Like, I don't think. I think, a- I think, yeah, from what the, from the way I see it, Ross Lyon is a bit of a polarizing figure or character. There's players that just don't respond well to, you know, his communication style and game style. I've, I mean, Lockie Neal, is that the reason he went up to Brisbane as well? Was that to do with him? Um but then you get those St Kilda players and some of the Freo players early, and they just they they adore him. They just love him. Like he, if you listen to Nick Revolt and Dalsano and Goddard talk about Ross Lyon, oh my God, it's it's intense. The way they speak about him is they have total admiration for him, um, and they will not hear a bad word said about him. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what plays out of the Blues, whether it's him or. Or you know maybe it is Alistair Clarkson, or they try try someone else. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. As as a coach, like obviously coaching basketball and stuff, I I completely get what you're saying. So there are there are some players that I know, like who have played for me in the past, that I've got the absolute best out of them, like hundred percent, and that they would go to the wall and die for me, basically. And then there are other kids who I know who have like gone, I'm not playing for I'm not playing for Mick, like he you know for whatever reason, you know, I don't play enough defense for him or whatever. Like, and, and that's fine. Like it's, and I think that it's, it's one of those things where you have to just go, yeah. And look that, that it is what it is and, 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 and move on with it. And I'm, I'm happy with that. And, and I think that Ross is probably happy with that as well. So. Yep. Fair enough. All right. You want to get into our tips boys? Let's do it. All right, first game we've got is the Western Bulldogs versus Port Adelaide on Friday night at the Dome. Uh, look, I think I think the Bulldogs will be disappointed in their last couple of weeks, uh, and and I think they can bounce back there. Um, they've been lacking a little bit of pressure, and. Uh, a couple of injuries, they've been a little bit lost down forward, but I think they'll get it right this week. Yeah, I'm going the other way. I think, as I said, I think Porter building, um, they're getting their players back. Um, you know, some of the young kids, Butters and Rosie, and they really found form last weekend when they demolished Carlton. Um, so, look, and I think, you know, Josh Bruce, that injury just you know, you look at their forward line now and you go, well, if you take out Norton, who's going to kick the goals? So they're trying to put Tim English up there, but, you know, he needs to play ruck because Stefan Martin's out. So I think it just really, it challenges their whole setup and their whole balance. Um, just interested to see how they respond last week. 
it was almost like they were trying to uh, had a competition as to who could get the most possessions. Um, not really about playing team footy. I saw some of the highlights out of that game and it, it was terrible. Like two weeks out from a final series. Uh, I'll go, um, I'll go port. Uh, you've been drinking a bit too much of the West end over there, mate. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I think I said it on a podcast two weeks ago that we did record, but it was terrible. Um, <laughs> So I think I said dome dogs done, and I'm going with it again. Fair enough. <laughs> Next game, mate. <laughs> um, you just remember you also said that West Coast will win nine of eleven at home, but we won't go there. Uh, next up is uh, Richmond uh, v Hawthorne at the MCG on Saturday. Oh, the Hawks could be anyone at the moment. They are, they are flying, and I've got them here as well. Uh, yeah, I've got Hawthorne as well, boys. Yep, same. Uh, Richmond, the end of the era. And for those that are suggesting, oh, we'll just bounce back next year, not that easy. Um, you can see that the players, you know, there's already some that are uh, retiring, and um, we've seen it before that you can't just bounce back the year after. They will be – I'm not saying they're going to drop to the bottom. I'm not saying they won't make finals. I don't think they'll be a genuine premiership contender for a little while. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, another Saturday game down at Marvel. Uh, we've got the Swans versus the Suns. Ah, uh, yeah, Swans for me in that one, boys. Yeah, I've got the Swans as well. I think, yeah, they're, um, you know, haven't got a lot to play for, as we sort of suggested earlier, but they'll take care of Gold Coast. Yeah, agreed. All right, the, uh, the the game that's on all, all of our lips, Brisbane versus West Coast. <laughs> so, as uh, Shane said, up at the Gabba, uh, look, yeah, Brisbane. <laughs> I'm really surprised that sports sports better giving the Eagles four dollars thirty. Uh, I, I think the Brisbane get the job done here. Yeah, this will be a shellacking. Um. Yep, Brisbane by by a stretch, by an absolute stretch. Really? Let's put it out there. Let's put it out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Um, next up, oh, just a bit of a community match here. The Cats v. the Demons at GMHBA Stadium. Uh, who we got, boys? Yeah. Who, who needs the win more? Oh, look, I, I'm tipping the cats. I Tom, no Tom Stewart hurts and it hurts a lot. Uh, but I'm just hoping that, you know, I, I think that we'll, we'll be able to get it done still, uh, finish top and prove a few people, prove a few doubters wrong, I think. So I'm, I'm sticking, sticking with me, boys. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Melbourne. I think they deserve to finish top. I think they've had a, a, a decent year. And if they can get their pressure right, Tom Stewart does hurt you right. If Melbourne get their pressure right, I think they do this year. It's going to be an interesting one. I, I think um, I think Melbourne, it'll be really interesting to see how Geelong respond. Um, yeah, without Stewart, it took them a while, obviously. In the, in, I think they were down, what, six goals to nil. 
early doors against the Saints. And, yeah, so, look, it'll be interesting to see how they go. But, yeah, I think Melbourne are more settled and that's why they'll beat you along. But don't forget, the ground down there is really skinny. <laughs> Haven't heard that one. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got um, Carlton v. the Giants. And you talked about teams being unders with the Eagles. How Carlton the 363 is beyond me, they should be $10. The Giants will win this by 100 I think the Giants will do it easily as well. Yeah, I've got the Giants as well. And uh, quick shout out to the, I think, uh, Shane, I think you sent it through to us. The bloke, whoever, or the, or the, or the chick, whoever's doing the, the GWS media stuff with the, uh, that was, that was, that was gold. The one eyed giant. The one eyed giant. giant. That was it. I couldn't think of the name of it. Thanks, mate. Well, I thought thought that was a little bit blue when I first received that. I thought I'm not opening this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'll just say, um, yeah, farewell to David Teague. He will be coaching his last game this weekend. Ooh. (laughs) Whack. Fair enough. Fair enough. Stating the facts, mate. Just stating the facts. (laughs) Moving into the Sunday games. And uh, down at... uh, Blundstone in Tasmania. We've got the uh, Saints versus the Dockers. Uh, look, the Dockers. Oh, look, the Dockers. Like, you go, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. The Dockers were good last week, but I don't think they get this done down in Tassie. I think that they'll have a uh, bit of a derby hangover. And uh, Saints to me. Yeah, they played their grand final last week, didn't they? And uh, they got the trophy. Um, yeah, Saints were pretty good against Cats. I think they'll – I think um, – is it mathematically possible for them to actually still make finals? The, the Saints? Like, yeah, I think yeah. Essendon, Essendon, West Coast, need to, Frio, Richmond, or maybe Richmond all need to lose. And then St Kilda need yep. to win by like a 1,000. Yep, so still mathematically possible. So you're telling me there's a that, chance. If there's a chance <laughs> – They'll they'll get up. They'll get up here. But they are a game. They are a game and 20 percentage points back. So you're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) But but seriously though, Frio, well, you know, we say that, but Frio are a chance. Like if Frio win this, if Frio win this, and then the Giants or the Bombers trip up against Carlton or go oh, forget it actually no um yeah Saints win long before the podcast <laughs> no I'm changing my tip I'm changing my tip I'm going for out yeah I'm going for out yep fair enough, fair enough. I, I don't think they play Tasmania that badly for what it's worth but I can't see them beating the Saints yeah, but tell me, like, so the order of the games, they'll, well, this is, can I, can I do this with my tip? Can I say, well, if, if Carlton have beaten the Giants, then I can tip Freo, but if Giants have beaten Carlton, I'll tip St Kilda? You can, you can change your tip on Saturday night, mate, just log in. I, I think nah, it, we'll go, it, the Essendon, I'll, I'll the Essendon go game comes in as well, mate. So, yeah, but that's on after it. Yeah, it is, you're right. So, and that, speaking of that, that's the next match. Yeah, Essendon v Collingwood. 
I'm guessing it's at the G. Um, I haven't got the game where they are in front of me. At the yeah, mate, that's at the G. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, uh, look, I'm tipping Essendon to get it, get it done. And then it won't matter about the free A result. <laughs> yeah, Bombers, Bombers. And they've actually got some form going into the finals. I think they're trying to win their first final in like 6,000 days or something. Um, so, yeah, let's... Um, Let's not go too far. Don't break that record, but I think they'll win this weekend. Yeah, agreed. I think they get the job done there. And the final match of the home and away season is the Crows versus the Kangaroos here at Adelaide Oval. Uh, I'm going the (laughs) Kangas. I think the Kangas can finish the season on a high. They've been pretty good in the last 10 weeks, and um, I think they'll take care of Adelaide over here. So even if the Kangas finish on a high, they take a spoon, mate. So that's true. I don't, I don't know how high that is, but <laughs> I, I think I think that the uh, I actually think the kangaroos as well. I think the kangaroos will get the job done against the crows, but it uh, it has it has the potential to be an ordinary game of football. Uh, yeah, I'm tipping Adelaide, and I probably won't even tune in. Um, so, <laughs> and it's you notice that it's the last game of the weekend. No one is going to give a shit. So. You're, you're exactly right. No one will. No, no one. Not even, not even Shauna, who's a staunch Adelaide supporter. You won't even watch this game. Yeah, that could be the smallest. Cr- Crawford's not going to watch that. Mate, the that could be the smallest crowd there. of the year, and we're, that could be the smallest crowd of the year, and we're in the middle of a pandemic with no crowds. Like that's how bad it's going to be. Because <laughs> Hector will be the only one there. Hence why it's been the smallest you're crowd. Sa- you're saying there's support staff that won't turn up. <laughs> Mate, I'm saying they may not have 18. They may not have 36 on the park. That's what I'm saying. The couple of boundary umpires are just going to phone it in. I'm telling you that they may. They may they did, call they did in last a couple week of in the derby. They may call in a couple of random uh, positive COVID tests so that uh, the game just gets called off. That's what I'm suggesting. It'd probably be good for footy if it did, to be honest. Um, all right. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's move on to underrated and overrated. All right. I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to start with my underrated. And I'm going to go with uh, loyalty. But I'm not going to go with loyalty to clubs. I, I listened to uh, Alistair Clarkson um, did an interview and he's coaching his last game for uh, Hawthorne this weekend. Uh, and, and they spoke to him about the sustained success of the Hawks. And it was about players who took less money uh, for continued success uh, at the club and development of younger players into the program. Um, and it's the loyalty to the programs that I'm talking about. Uh, and, 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 they, and they maintained that success. So they got a couple of players at unders and they were able to keep uh, a group together. You see it in the, uh, you see it a lot in the NFL, and I think you know probably Tom Brady's the person that jumps to mind uh, most regularly for taking unders in a contract. Uh, yeah, that's a Patriots shirt. Uh, so you wearing your Patriots <laughs> shirt, aren't you? <laughs> uh, but uh, but those those sorts of that, that sort of commitment and things like that really build a great culture, and I think it actually builds better. Um, better leaders and, and Clark, it was interesting for Clarko to say that uh, the guys had a better future after football um, and more worth after football because of the sustained success 
in football. So I'm going with loyalty to programs um, and in, in, in sports in general. All right, good one, Heidi. Um, my underrated and maybe a little controversial one here is um, my underrated is Caroline Wilson. Um, now, traditionally, I've been a huge fan of Caro's, but I think she deserves a fair bit of kudos. She, she's the one that broke the story around Hawthorne and Clarko and Sam Mitchell and undertaking mediation and that the, um, you know, the succession plan had broken down. Now, when she broke that story and we've got, you know, we heard Clark out in the media saying, oh, no, I'm, I'm committed to Hawthorne, I'm committed to Hawthorne. She got she got shot down uh, in every platform you could imagine, um, even by, you know, other representatives of the media. But she stood fast. Um, I think her and Sam McClure broke the story. And, yeah, when it actually come to fruition um, a week later that, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I am leaving at the end of the year because we're, I'm going to give them some fresh air was, well, you know, no, I haven't really heard a lot of people going out and saying, well, actually, yeah, apologise, and uh, she was right. But um, she's done this number of times. Um, she doesn't always get it right, but there – I think there's always truth to her stories, unlike some, which is like, oh, it's my understanding. I think she's more often than not, she's on the money. And uh, I, I de- definitely thinking that she is underrated. Uh, yep, I like that one, actually. I would tend to agree with that. My underrated is the Adelaide North Melbourne game this weekend. That's no, not really. Uh, so I actually don't have an underrated this week. Uh, I couldn't think oh. of anything that was uh, that, that I hadn't pumped up enough already. So, so you well, go with your well, overrated, Chris? Yeah. I'll, I'll jump into overrated, and I'm going with mind games in sports. So um, and what I'm talking about here is teams that start boxing at this time of the year and uh, that player's under an injury crowd and... Uh, the, um, the makeup of our team might be a little bit different and things like that. And then lo and behold, they roll out their best 13, their best 15, their best 18, their best 11, um, whatever you've got going on. I, I'm a little bit over it, if I'm honest with you. Um, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't do anything to promote the game. It doesn't do anything for my interest in the game. Um, tell us how it is. Be straight with us. And I'm not saying that you have to give away um, secrets while you're doing that sort of stuff, and other, but list, listing your team and 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 the and the realistic percentage that somebody is to play um, is just in the interests of the game. And you you know when when crowds come back, you're going to generate more interest by having the best players out there. Not he may or may not play. He may or may not be at hundred percent. So yeah, I'm, I'm just over the sort of mind games that go on at this back end of the year. Uh, yeah, agree with that. Um, my overrated is outgoing Carlton President Mark LeDudichet. So um, got a little little ping in my inbox this week from uh, from Mark, who was uh, standing down um, after, I think, 12 years on the board and eight years as president. And he had this magnificent list of all the things he's delivered. Uh, you know, this he goes on, you know, 81,000 members this year, you know, for those that don't know, they send out emails during the year saying, oh, you can have two new um, members. So I've signed up, uh, you know, two members of my family to the to to, uh, to be members. Um, so, look, I think that 81,000 is a little bit inflated. Um, you know, going on a few things like a skills-based board with strong governance, strategy and succession and accountability. 
Now, accountability is a funny word to put in there as one of your key deliverables because funny that you're accountable, but you have been at the helm when we have sacked three coaches. So Mick Moldhouse, Brennan Bolton, and, and soon to be sacked David Teague on your watch, mate. And you reckon accountability is one of your strong suits. I'm sorry, Mark LeDudache. It is great to see you leave because while this club is in a strong financial position, on field, they have not improved. And it's good to see you going. And I wish all the best to incoming President Luke Sayers. And I hope, as per his welcoming letter, that he fully understands and respects the members and really puts the focus on on-field success because that is what we have been starved of and that is what we need. Uh, fair enough. Right, right. Well said. You should have, I should have got more overrated should have gone before yours. I, I can't follow that, mate. Mine's just going to be that the Wildcats re-signed Kevin White. And... Uh, like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, well, that's my point, right? So he was oh there's a he's a basketball player, obviously. Wildcats re-signed him today. And uh I think it's such an overrated signing. You know, he was terrible last year. In in patches, he's streaky shooter at best, average defender, and uh takes ill-advised shots. If they need someone to do that, I'm here. So Oh, so it's Ben. They could have just got Ben Simmons. They they could have just got Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> no, because streaky shooter. No, Kevin that... White takes ill-advised shots. Ben Simmons takes none. So okay, right. <laughs> oh, so, so, Very so good. Since, since Ben Simmons has come up, does Embiid signing with the 76ers mean that Ben's gone? Uh I don't think it has a bearing. To be honest with you, um, I think that. Embiid signing the Supermax contract today was a business decision. So, so yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to talk about NRL, Chris? Or because you, you know, yeah, you got a, your. Yeah, I, 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 I don't really want to talk too much about the Chooks because we're, we're a bit wobbly at the moment and we've got the Dragons. <laughs> so, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep quiet there. There was uh, some. Some good news with uh, the uh, the Roosters signing Connor Watson from the Knights, but it, it sets off some alarm bells for uh, the Knights, and there's a few rumblings around uh, players potentially not being fully aligned with the uh, coach, Adam O'Brien, up there, who, interestingly enough, uh, is a Trent Robinson mentee, so he's come from the Chooks uh, before he signed with the Knights anyway. Um, so just interesting to watch that space. Um, the, the Sea Eagles have firmed up further into $10 for the premiership. So Sportsbet knows something that we don't <laughs> in regards to being a realistic chance. That, that said, you've still got the Storm at $2.25, the Panthers at $3.75 and the, and the Rabbits at $5.50. So they still realistically see it as a race in three and they're the, they're the form teams. Um, in terms of uh, the games this weekend, the Panthers Rabbitohs game really Ooh. shapes up, really shapes up to be a, a glimpse of finals football. And we're a couple of weeks away. And the Rabbits have got a pretty tough um, finish to the season. They've got the Panthers this week um, and the Chooks next week. So, um, you know, two, two games against teams in the top four uh, back to back. I think that that'll really sort of settle um, 
the rooster's credentials and where they're, uh, sorry, the, the rabbit's credentials and where they're at. So that's that's the game for me um, this weekend to be to be watching, keeping an eye on. Um, and apart from that, I uh, I think that the Storm will bounce back. I think the Storm will do a number on the Titans this weekend and I might get into that a little bit further on when we start talking about our bet of the week. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> a, few, a few rumblings, a few rumblings at Parramatta, a few rumblings at the Knights. Um, and 1st of November, when clubs can start talking to players, watch out. I think there'll be a lot of movement this year. Speaking of rumblings, should we move on to cricket now and talk about uh, your mate Mick, Justin Langer? Oh yeah, no, he's under the pump. We 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 called it a couple of weeks ago, uh, or we called it months ago actually, that they should split out the coaching. And uh, yeah, no, look, he's the, the rumblings are getting louder and louder, and saying that the, he's lost the players. And uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how, um, I don't know where that's going to end up. So it's it's an interesting one. It's uh, what, the um, yeah. the head of Cricket Australia has come out and defend him this week. So that's the equivalent of uh, you've got the backing of the board. Oh, so, so I'd say the end is nigh for JL. So, uh, look, I think um, it's no doubt it's player-led. player, player led. Um, I think there's some people un, unhappy with with his behaviours. And it's really interesting, I, I think, um, when, you know, when Buff left and they got in JL, I think, they really appreciated his hard line and his stance and, you know, just giving that edge to the team. But I think what you find is that wears thin over a period of time and that yeah. it's, you can't, there's no switch. It's not on and off, you know, and, and pick your moments. It's on all the time. And um, I think in, in the end, you know, it's not just the players, but the, the administrators and, you know, like I heard or read that, um, you know that he, they were warming up for a, for a match, and there was something on the screen on the, of the of the uh, at the stadium, and it just set him off. And he and he started yelling at people and going on about what was up on the screen. It's like you just got to focus on the things you can control, and um, you know, like just you, you can't be going around yelling and screaming all the time or be that hard nosed sort of person all the time because then when you need people to respond, you, you got you can't take it any higher than where you're already at. And um, yeah, I think, um, I think the end's, the end's nigh for Justin Langer. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a, there's a time and place for that intensity and it's not all the time and it's not every place. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the reports that come out um, when the Cricket Australia website congratulated Bangladesh and apparently he, uh, he got the shits with that. He was a bit grumpy that uh, they congratulated them. And for me, uh, Australians love our sport. We play hard, but in the end, you know, I think we play fair and we recognise when we've been beaten by a better team. Bangladesh were that and did that. Um, so that was one. The, the, the second one for me was uh, Finchy coming out and defending him. Uh, and if you've got a coach who's being defended um, by players, um, that is, that is uh, a sign that uh, potentially they've lost some of the group and that there's rumblings coming from inside the team. And I think we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago about um, the culture and, you know, like the people, people within the group should be keeping a lid on that and, and looking out for each other. And then the third one, obviously, is Cricket Australia today. 
you've got the backing of the board, but there's no guarantee you'll be the coach for the Ashes. Um, I, I think that's that's probably a nail in the coffin, as, as we're sort of uh, suggesting here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think as soon as that, that you know, the, the you heard Finchie coming out, it's like, okay, um, he's obviously responding to those reports and that it's, you, you know, you think, oh, you're better off saying, look, there's, there's nothing to worry about. But as soon as he starts defending, you're like, yeah, okay, it's, this is real. And, um, yeah, it's got it's got legs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do we want to uh, do we want to talk about England v India? Well, it's just about to say, mate. Oh. I know we're living in a glass house and we shouldn't be throwing stones. Uh, I was just about to say stones in the basement. But <laughs> we're talking about how crap we are, and England have just gone, hold my beer. So... <laughs> well, yeah, but at least they lost to um to some um to good good. Oh well, let's not say good. Let's say oh, yeah. well, they lost to um you know what the second best test nation in the world, didn't they? So. I mean, who, who have we been losing to? Well, they lost the 12 players, so I think that was a bit harsh. Jarvo. <laughs> Jarvo. Oh, what, what were Jarvo's figures? Uh, uh, I think he was none for none, but he got caught once. So. Was, oh, I, was, I reckon he might have been about was, a dozen beers down. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six points yeah. and about 400 pies. <laughs> So, yeah, well, speak, a couple of pies. Speaking of pies, Mick, <laughs> allow me to put my hand up and take a gracious serving of humble pie for tipping Arsenal against Brentford in the first uh, round of the EPL. Make that two I serves hope. of humble pie, please. <laughs> Go those bees, mate. I've been on the bees bandwagon for a while. Are you with me or what? How good was that? <laughs> I, I need I need to take I need to take a week for my penance, but then I'm all aboard that beast train. Yeah, giddy up, all aboard the beast train. Tell me, and now um, it was great to have the APL back. And look, I almost put the Arsenal in as my overrated, but um, until uh, Marky Mark de Lagudache sent me an email. But you know, as a Tottenham supporter, I can't go bagging out a team that's you know actually won some titles. But it was great to see the Spurs back and beat Man City. That was awesome. Absolutely loved that. Um, had, you know, Harry Kane in the stands as he's, you know, the, he's not f- figuring out whether he's going to sign the new contract or not. But there were some cracking matches over the weekend, but none better than the first one. <laughs> did you uh, <laughs> Did you get many calls during the game, mate? <laughs> many calls? Uh, we may have, uh, in our recap podcast after the the effort last week, we may have said that you were getting up to watch the game. Just shoot yourself a phone call. <laughs> no, mate. Well, I think I think that may um, identify how, how how many listeners listeners we've got to the podcast because I received zero calls. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's because we didn't give you a number out. <laughs> <laughs> I just think no one else was stupid enough to get up and watch it because everyone thought Arsenal was going to walk all over them. So, uh, but not, not everyone, be. Mick. No, not, no, not, not everyone. everyone. No, correct. <laughs> just, just a, uh, just an interesting fact. With uh, I heard on the radio through the week when with Messi, uh, while we're on the while we're on the football, Messi signing with uh, PSG. Uh, Want to, want to have a guess how many jerseys they sold on the first day? Um, I'm going to go, it'd be in the millions. Would it be in the millions? No, not quite. But uh, 950,000? 
850. 850,000. That's ridiculous. On the, did you on the first day? While we're talking about Messi, did you hear the the tissue that he was crying into uh, when he left? <laughs> Sold on eBay <laughs> for a million dollars. A million. No. Yep. Uh, I, wow. Look, I know Messi's good, and but his tears aren't going to cure cancer or anything. Like he's not the Messiah. Go and check under your bed, Mick. You've got a couple of messy tissues there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> nah, 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 come on. <laughs> all right, all right. The family show. <laughs> it is the family show. Was. Um, oh, look, I tell you what, the bees are a chance this week as well. Well, they got they got Liverpool. Calm down. Um, they've got Crystal Palace. <laughs> Wait, we can be two from two and on top of the table. So they're sitting fourth. Stop the race, mate. Stop the race. Stop the race. They're playing Champions League. <laughs> Giddy up. Mate, could you imagine that? No, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> look, if they, just, if they just stay out of relegation, mate, I'll, I'll be stoked. So they've, so they've, anyway. got Crystal, they've got Crystal Palace this week. Oh, that's another W, isn't it? Well, it's away, but yeah, that's all right. So yeah, no, look, that's all right. It'll be it'll be an interesting game. It will be that. Right, right. Better the week. Let's just say that last week we went no good because a couple of idiots tipped oh. Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, who let me down? I got the horse. I tipped one. No, it didn't. No, I said it wrong. I the name was right, but it wasn't race four number four. It was oh. race six number four or something. But the name was right. I figured out later when I went on Saturday. I'm going, oh, I got beat. And I went looking for number four. I'm like, that's not it. And then I found it. It was like race two number four, race six number four. But the name was right. We didn't. We couldn't understand the name. All we got was race four number four, and it went no good. <laughs> no, no, one. So. Uh, I- I, I think you were uh, I think you were all zeros, mate, because there was the, the total match points in the Storm versus the Raiders. Yeah, that was zero. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. less than 50. Um, and uh, somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in the conversation last week, you tipped West Coast to cover the line. You did too. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> you should have denied that because you've got no recording of it. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I did. But do you know what it is? It's one of those ones where you go, oh, but I can't lose, right? So I can't I can't lose. So um it's one of the, one of those ones that you do. But yeah, I did. I did get them to cover the line. Um yeah. But oh look, I'm happy they didn't. <laughs> no, no doubt. All right, so no what do you got doubt. this week then, mate? Who me? Yeah, you mate. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go. Brisbane to beat West Coast. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> at, 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 Brisbane to beat West Coast at the line. I don't know what the line is, though. I've just realised I should have had him in there at the line, but I'll do it. Brisbane to beat West Coast at the line. GWS to beat the Blues at the line. Um. Ramus Smith 
to be an anytime try scorer for the Melbourne Storm against the Titans. Dylan Shield to get 20 plus disposals uh, for the Bombers against Collingwood. And uh, Essendon at the line. And I'll tell you in a second what that pays. Righto. Well, while you're doing it, I'll do mine because mine's nice and simple this week. I haven't gone a multi. I've just gone Liverpool exact score. So 3-0 against Burnley. 3-0. Mm-hmm. Yep, $7. Wow. Well done. Well done. So I've gone for a same-game multi in the Storm versus the Titans game. Uh, I think that the Storm are going to bounce back this week. So I've got uh, the Storm in the head-to-head, then the Storm by 13-plus. I've got anytime try scorers, David Fafida, Harry Grant, and Josh Adokar. Who let me down last week. Let me down last week. He's the the fastest man in the Storm team. (laughs) And then I've got total match points over 50 and a half. That's paying a whopping $24.75. Very nice. Uh, that's good. Well, mine's paying uh, 2430 So it was like Raymond Smith, GWS at the line, Brisbane at the line, Essendon at the line, Dylan Shield, 20 plus, boom, twenty four thirty. Gamble responsibly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's going to do us for another week, fellas. As as usual, it was always great to catch up. It was, mate. uh, I've got those, um, just those markers ready for the long run up next week, mate. If if the Eagles get beat again, then (laughs) look out. Yeah, no, no. Look, it'll it'll be interesting listening if that happens. So... Uh, and then th- thank you very much for your uh, your efforts, mate, and good job recording. Uh, I know that we're we're asking a lot of you to to put this together each week and to and to hit the record button. So thank you very much. <laughs> no, look, thanks, mate. I uh, <laughs> I did remember to press it. I'm going to press it again in a minute and cut you off if you keep going. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, thanks everyone. We'll see you next week. Okay, see ya. Record, get your footy record. Record. (laughs) Record, $5.